Hello, hello, hola. Thank you for clicking play. Today we have a wonderful episode with a great guest, Andrea Puente Catan. She is a musician, fundraiser, artist, part of the San Diego Opera with great things to share, her small business and the causes to support, showing us how we can support different causes if we don't know where to go or how to know of causes in the arts world to support. And in our podcast news, we have two plays that we saw. One is at the San Diego Repertory Theater, Mother Road by playwright Octavio Solis. We have the blog view up in our wonderful and adored blog from anotherzero.com, zero with number. And the Shutter Sisters at the Old Globe Theater. This is a piece by Monsa Ra, and that is available until November. Also, the blog view is up on the blog. If you haven't liked us already, please do so at from another zero, zero with number, both on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, hyperlinked in the episode notes. Let's get this going. This is from another zero. I'll catch you back here at the end of the episode. Here, we just don't start from zero. You've gained and acquired so much knowledge, and now you start all over. And here we go, it's another zero. Understanding that the impact that the little bit I do while I'm here and still alive will be felt 50 years from now with the institutions where I work with still being open to the public, still being available. So that's where I really think about from another zero is like my place in this legacy of people of color who have worked in this field who have broken down the doors and the barriers and those of us who continue to do that so the next generation of people will continue to do things but it'll be better from another zero than the zero that the people before me started or the zero that i started at from another zero is a podcast dedicated to the arts and the entertainment industry. Welcome to our safe space and welcome to this episode. I am Alejandra Enciso Dardashti. Here we go. Andrea Puente Catan, welcome, welcome to From Another Zero, director of major gifts and Hispanic initiatives at the San Diego Opera. Yay. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your journey, and then how you came to be a part of the opera. Bueno, primero, gracias por la invitación. Thank you for inviting me. Hola a todos. Un placer estar aquí. Pleasure to be with all of you. Well, first of all, I have to tell you that I'm, I'm a harpist. Oh. Um, you know, I play the harp. Oh, that's so awesome. So I'm a trained musician and at some point in my life, probably five, well, my, my husband died 10 years ago. So I had mm -hmm. to kind of rethink my life and the career and all that. So that's when I, I did a master's degree in fundraising in New York. And then I came back to California. I came back to Los Angeles. I started with the U.S. Mexico Chamber of Commerce. I, I was their cultural ambassador and I started to do fundraising for them. And then I came to San Diego because San Diego Opera 
produced one of my husband's operas. And then the general director invited me to join the team. And that's history. So that's how I landed here in San Diego. I lived in LA for 15 years. I'm originally from Mexico City. Uh Soy Mexicana. (laughs) (laughs) I have had a passion for making music and creating concerts and art and so on and and talks and I realized once I arrived in the states with a year's passing that we had to give voice to our community and that's when when I started playing kind of like started doing bilingual kind of concerts and so on so it's been a long path uh, a diverse path But I'm here now in San Diego Opera and doing Hispanic initiatives and director of major gifts. When you say give our community a voice, because opera in general is different languages that let's say many of us do not speak. (laughs) The language is the music. So what what was the situation in with our community maybe being overlooked for the opera? Can you explain a little bit about that? First of all, giving the community a sense of belonging, that they are welcome in the opera and that they are part of what we do. I believe that singing is in our Latin American cultures. We're a singing kind of society. Entonces, so I'm here mixing languages. So I, I love it. I'm here for este, it. <laughs> eh, o sea, empezamos a cantar canciones de mariachi, rancheras, Juan Gabriel, Amando Manzanero, and also some of opera. So that is a way of our community to be closer to the opera because we're already trained. Our ears are already quite trained, frankly, with the way mariachi sings. It's very, it's it's a way an operatic voice is trained in a way, the way Mm -hmm. they breathe and the way they emit their voice, you know. So we, we have a lot in common. In, in this sense, we are just expanding and opening up to our community and communities of Latin American people. And we now we are, have this program called Equal Voices, Voces Iguales, which we put, you know, like the symbol of equal voices and yeah. voces iguales, where we go to once a month to a different part of the city of the in the county of San Diego and places that we've never been in. To give you an example, we went and did El Grito, the mm-hmm. Mexican independence in Chula Vista, and our operatic singers were singing the national anthem of Mexico and then they sang some some other songs and it was just really, really beautiful. And we have to say here, yeah, a little cultural reference. It's yeah. not Cinco de Mayo, people. Uh, <laughs> no, Me- Mexican yeah. independence is September 16th. That's the yeah, real so one. We, yeah, we're, we're, we're celebrating <laughs> September 15th and 16th. Well, Cinco de Mayo has its place, I think, in the U.S. And yes. I think we have to take it like that. It's a festivity that it is for all of us that live in this country. But the real Independence Day of Mexico is on September 15th. So. Yay. I was going to ask you, there's some people, and I know that we don't have to like everything. I mean, we're human and it's part of our nature, but for people that I feel that people that don't like mariachi is because they don't understand it. (laughs) That's my personal. I think this is with all music. All of the sudden you are in this concert of, let's say, jazz or African music or name it can be anything 
gypsy music and you've never heard it so you are you have to sit absorb then start kind of like researching a little bit about it and then being closer to it and the more you are closer to a kind of music the more you will like it so for example i'll give you an example i don't love banda music i don't But, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to get closer to this music. I'm going to see what it is all about this music that everybody loves. It took me some time, but now I get it. Like the rhythm and dancing and being with friends, what it signifies. So I went that route and now I enjoy it. Same totally. happens with mariachi. The same happens with opera. The same happens with whichever kind of genre. Salsa. There's people that don't love salsa. Two mm -hmm. kinds of music. Good music and bad music in any genre. Of course. Yeah. What would be the elements to consider something to be a bad music? Well, you know, it's like, a, it's, it's, it's the same as you see a, a bad house built, a, build, a house that is built badly. Que tiene malas ventanas, you know, mm -hmm. the windows are not good. The roof might fall. The structure is not solid. That's in music or in poetry or in dance. Same thing happens. Mm -hmm. You just need to have good materials that are solid. So, for example, you listen to a song of, of Juan Gabriel. Those are very well made. People might like them or not, but the structure of the, of the song is solid. Very well said. And how has the response been? How long have these initiatives with the opera towards the Latin American Hispanic communities have been happening for? Yeah, so I, I started working with a company three years ago, and that's when we started. We, and we've been going slow because, first of all, we need to build trust. Because how come you never came and invited us to the opera and now you want us? Why? I mean, for me, it's an, a no-brainer because I am Latin and I know how much we contribute to this country. And that's the way we should think about why are they inviting us? Why is the opera approaching us? Because we have our value, because we're important to this fabric of this society. And that's it. So I started three years ago. That doesn't mean that the company hasn't done efforts in the past. But I think now we, have in a, we are in a very um, important moment of transition, not only for Latin Americans, but in general for BIPOC communities, meaning people of color. And that was super strange for me because, so let me finish the phrase and then I'll go to this other subject. So it's opening up and we have had movements of not only about people of color, but of women, you know, the Me Too movement and so on. So we're in a moment where we're expanding. Companies, nonprofits, cultural institutions are expanding as well. And you see it, for example, also in the for-profit businesses. You see ads of Heineken or, or Target or McDonald's or Nike. They are, they are just like targeting Latin American people. Okay, so I, I wanted to finish this, this idea. Para el público. So this is how we're doing it. But the company has had efforts in the past. Only they presented a mariachi opera and then they approached the community. And now it's an approach for all, all the time. Got it. Para todo lo que hacemos, you know, for everything that we do. And how has the response been? Linda, muy linda. In the pandemic, we had these programs called Opera en tu Sofa. They were digital programs, virtual programs. We had a lot of people following us and then the consulate helped us. So then they shared the programs with 
older people. So it's been growing. And for example, we have a concert on December 3rd in the Escondido Performing Arts. And we are bringing a super tenor. His name is Arturo Chacon Cruz. And it's on December 3rd. And he's going to have a mix repertoire with Mexican songs, Latin American songs, mariachi, opera, everything mixed. Very interesting. For people that, because everything is also, or we stereotype or there's stereotypes for things and opera is something that's considered for someone that's in high level or something that it's not necessary for everybody, regardless of culture. It's, it's more of a status kind of thing. How would you explain that for welcoming everybody to the opera? Primero, I would start saying that opera is for everybody. It's a narrative. It's a telling of a story. Somehow it started. So, so at the beginning started, the beginning meaning the 16th century. This is when opera started. In Italy, a bunch of um, intellectuals got together and they wanted to do some kind of like the Greek theater, like a theater piece, but with music. So that's how it started, right? And as years progressed and the centuries went over, opera became very popular. And it was like a pop, like it was for everybody. Okay, in Europe, but then it came to the Americas and also a lot of people started going to to the opera. So if you take an example like Mexico, everybody goes to the opera. A lot of people go to the opera. It's not exclusive for elite. This idea started much later. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of negative because we can all understand stories. Like we go to the movies, you know, that's how popular opera was in the past. It was like going to a movie. We didn't have cinema uh, 200 years ago. I think we have to change our vision about opera. And instead of feeling uncomfortable because people are singing like that, I think we have to concentrate also in the beauty of the music and in the beauty of the story or the raw emotions of an operatic story. You touch death and love and jealousy. Uh, You feel fragile. Very interesting. And as a musician, what is your story now? Do you play? <laughs> do you teach? Do you do cameos? <laughs> what, what, no, mira, mi historia como músico es, my story as a musician, I now produce operas and now I'm in charge of whole team of people. No, uh, right now we're doing a binational uh, opera, but it's going to be a film. The name of the opera is called Rappaccini's Daughter. It's kind of very exciting because we are really doing a binational effort between Mexico and San Diego. And we're telling a story based on the play of the Nobel Prize poet of Mexico, which his name is Octavio Paz. And he based his story in an American novelist. His name is Nathaniel Hawthorne. And the music of... Maestro Daniel Catan, and the opera is in Spanish. So we're going to film there, and we have other scenes that we're going to film here. And it's really exciting because it's not opera only in the theater, but now it's going to be in this format. So we can share it with many, with thousands. Is this going to be for streaming or for movie theaters or what? We're exploring. We're not there yet. As you know, in a film, 
uh, with films, you have the production, then you have the post-production, then you have the distribution, but we want to reach to as many as we can. So we'll see in what platforms we have it and all, and all that. But that's kind of honoring the language in Spanish. It's also honoring the American writer with a Mexican writer, and then we have the music, and then honoring the places that, that we share with this. We're going to film it in Culiacán. They, in Culiacán, there's this incredible botanical garden. So we're going to film part of the film there. And let's just remember that we share a lot. Uh, we share a, a, a Pacific Ocean between the southwest of the United States of America and the northwest of Mexico, for example. So we're going to film some, some things about that too, of, of the ocean, because they are, they are part of the story. I think with music and art, there are no boundaries. Absolutely. No, no hay la línea. La línea no hay. Exactamente. Totally true. Culiacán is a, is a city that's north of us, close to us, but north of us in, in Mexico. And I'm going to leave it there with the description. In all our episodes and our guests, we ask them what their other zero is. Well, the show is from another zero, meaning that you just can't start from zero. It has to be from an other zero. So it means that you're it's you're in a reset or a restart. If you fall, you're going to fall again <laughs> because that's life. So when you fall again, you're either going to put your hands out or you're going to sit on your butt or you're going to scream or try to balance because you know how it feels. You have that experience now. You have tools. So when you start over, it's not just from zero. It's from another zero, one that you already built from yeah so it's kind of my story that's how how it, you know I was a professional musician and then I fell down because my life collapsed when my husband died I'm so sorry and then you know that's also part of life when people pass and then it was like okay so what am I what am I gonna do with all of what I know of music I've been doing music for 30 years and where do I go from here and instead of having a two musician um, budget in the house, economical budget, however you call it, incomes. Now there's one, which is only the harp. So the harp is, so I have to change this. But what can I do creatively to also honor my past, which is all my music knowledge? That's how I did it. Other zero. <laughs> <laughs> did you always know that you wanted to be a musician? See, music chooses you. It chooses you in a very young age and it chooses you. Even you think you choose, you choose music, but no, music chooses you. How did that happen for you? Well, I, uh, my mother is a pianist, so there was music in the house. But for me, what happened is that I was singing in a chorus when I was a little girl in Bellas Artes in Mexico. And then all of a sudden I see this instrument, you know, big instrument with a curve and it was golden. I was just like, Wow. So I started blocking the strings and then the, the harpies came and said, what are you doing? And stop playing with my harp. And, but that was the moment that the harp just went like, you are going to be mine. And then a life of dedication and rigorous schedules of playing and practicing and devoting my entire existence to the instrument and to music. Oh my God. Do you yeah. have recordings or some materials that people can listen to your music? I, I think you can find something in YouTube. 
I haven't put my recordings in iTunes or anything like that because I stopped playing. I started going down the path of stopping my playing around 2010. I think my last gig was in 2016 or something like that. So now it's been some years. So before so before 2010, we were just starting this all these Pandora, iTunes, Spotify, and all of these. Hmm. Anyway, uh, that's story. <laughs> that's a great story. And also, we ask our guests of a small business or mom and pop that you would like our listeners to know of, which is a coffee shop or an ice cream shop, a little boutique, something like that, that you like. It doesn't have to be in San Diego. It can be wherever. No, no, no. There's this ice cream shop in Kensington. It's the only ice cream shop there. It's called Moosies. It's M-O-O-S-I-E-S. Moosies. <laughs> like moo. Moosies ice cream. I love it. Oh, so yeah. Shout out to all the people in Kensington and people in the San Diego area to go and check out that ice cream. I, I will. <laughs> For sure. It's off the 15th. And then you make a ride onto Adams. And there's this guy that makes ice cream and it's delicious. And I would recommend him like for everything. Just go try it. It's really, really good. It's handmade. <laughs> the other question is a cause or nonprofit that we should learn about and also support. We should support any artistic art, art nonprofit. If you like painting, support a museum or a gallery or if you like photographs do that so you can support the place where we can show photographs of people that love photographs same with music same with opera same with dance that's what I would say when people don't know I get a lot I get asked this question a lot people say oh where do I look for it how do I do it I don't know please tell me When people don't know where to go, what to do, how to discover these things. Calendar event in San Diego. Art calendar event, if you love these paintings and photographs and things like that. Just calendar event events in San Diego and you'll see all the list. You know, we have a symphony, we have an opera. Certainly, I would say support us, support the opera, because not only we do opera, we also have concerts all over the place. And we also go to schools and train kids, but it has to be close to your heart. As a fundraiser, I can tell you that people give to causes that are close to their hearts, whether they give to the animal shelter or they give to the orchestra for kids or they give for uh, fixing the flowers in Balboa Park, you know, whatever is close to your heart. Yeah, totally true. I mean, that's what I see with my donors in, in the opera. They give because they, they love the opera or they love music, or they remember about their grandmas taking them to see their first opera, their first concert. People give to causes that they are close to. Totally. It's true. So sometimes things are in front of you and you don't see them that way, but it's very yeah. logical. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> true. So yeah, yeah, it's always the thing when you want a pair of boots or you want to do this trip and you don't have the money to go and buy the boots or go and buy the ticket or the train ticket or the gas money to go and do this trip. But then you save and you have a date and you're like, I, 
I'm going to yeah. buy these boots or it's the same thing. Cause people then say, Oh, it's expensive or I cannot afford that. But yeah, it no, is, there, a you know, there's always uh, good prices for, uh, we have all sorts of prices in the nonprofit art world. Also, you know, you can give a hundred dollars a year. That means $8 a month for a nonprofit that you care of. $8 a month will not kill you. It's less than in, Netflix. In general. In general. Huh? In general. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you, Andrea, for coming along this ride and being oh, with us, goodness. sharing your experience, compartiendo todo, all your wonderful todo. experience <laughs> <laughs> and knowledge with us uh, regarding the opera and fundraising and all that cool stuff. Is there anything that you would like to add? Just check us out, San Diego Opera, SDO. And if you happen to be a Latin American person here in this, watching this, check that we're going to have a really incredible concert on December 3rd. I think you would love the music. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And everybody, check out the opera and your arts organizations, we always say here to support your local bloggers, your local artists, and your local podcasters. So there's a way to go. And like Andrea said, you can Google it and you can see calendar events or events near me. And that's the way that you can start introducing yeah. yourself. To and enjoy your ice cream. Enjoy your ice cream. That's right. <laughs> go and <laughs> check out Moozies and check out that ice cream shop. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And remember that here, we just don't start from zero. We start from another zero. Thanks again for tuning in and joining me with the amazing Andrea Puente Catan. If you like this episode and you listened on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. That helps us get to more listeners and more potential guests. And share share also so we can get to more listeners. Thank you so much. Again, I am Alejandra Enciso Dardashti, and this is the second to last episode of the season, people. I cannot believe we have finished the second season. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We couldn't have done this without everybody pitching in, supporting all the wonderful publicists, pitching their artists and their great work. I am so proud of this season too. So we have one more episode to go and then finito. That's it. Second season wrapped. I mean, we have our recap, but yeah, you know what I mean. So remember, support your local bloggers, your local artists, and your local podcasters. We will listen to each other very soon. Ta-ta!